0: Hey podcast, uh, the Gary V. Challenge hashtag Gary V. Challenge. That's right. I put out the huge deck. How many pages was that? Two hundred and seventy. The, the the deck I put out on my birthday uh, is out there now. And now I'm scared. Why am I scared? Because people love consuming information, but they hate doing the things in the information. So we're doing the Gary V. Challenge hashtag Gary V. Challenge. What does that mean? I am now challenging you, my audience, to make content at scale. Use the hashtag challenge in Facebook, in Instagram, in Twitter, in LinkedIn, so that we can find your stuff, and I'm gonna pick some winners in January of the people that have gone out and actually made, making, contextually making, making at scale. Please go do that, go check it out. Looking forward to it, please enter. Doing always is better than reading. This is the GaryV Audio Experience. What's up, GaryV Audio Experience listeners? Today, we have two sit-down Q&A sessions that Gary did before his keynote in Dubai on November 22nd. There's a lot of solid value in this one for all of you aspiring entrepreneurs that are just trying to find what you're looking for. So make sure to tweet or text them with any questions or comments that you have, and I hope you enjoy.
1: Okay, so first question. Would you please describe your life in three words?
0: <laughs> in three words. Um, conviction, empathy, and work ethic. Love it.
1: Okay, uh, is there any excuse that makes it okay to stay in a job that you hate?
0: This is a tough question. You know, there's always, there's always an extreme circumstance, right? Just so much adversity that in the short term, I think there are excuses to stay into a job that you don't love, right? The, the reality is is that you may have bills to pay, you might have had, your spouse may pass away. I mean, that's a terrible thing and you have, to, you have to keep that job. But in the long term, sustained staying in a job that you don't love is always the wrong formula.
1: Uh, what advice would you give to people that can't find their true passion?
0: Finding your passion is a really interesting game. It falls into two places. One, people just actually not trying enough things. You know, did you try to code? Did you try to cook? Did you try selling uh, something on the internet? Uh, and then there's also just the, the level of some people love to use excuses to not do. It's very easy to say I can't find my passion this way, I'm not doing it. So it, it's, I find that those are two, uh, two common moves uh, when people struggle to find their passion. Uh,
1: so let's talk about your downtime. Uh, what is it like,
0: and how do you deal with it? I um, I love my downtime. You know, uh, you know, when I'm not working my professional career, like spending time with my family. Uh, I'm an enormous uh, American football fan, so the New York Jets take up a lot of my downtime. Um, on vacations, I get to think. You know, I take a step back. I get to be thoughtful. So I'm a pretty big fan of downtime.
1: if you wanna name one thing that stresses you out?
0: I think the one thing that stresses me out is when um, executives in my company are not treating other people well.
1: Okay, now right now, what social platform are you dedicating most of your time uh, for growing?
0: You know, it's interesting. It's a very interesting time for this question because obviously Instagram is still a very main focus, but TikTok has taken up a lot of my time over the last, you know, 60 days and I'm seeing extreme growth on that platform.
1: So if you would choose, would you choose Instagram or
0: TikTok? Oh, I love that you followed that up. Uh, I would choose TikTok. Uh,
1: Newspapers versus books, what would you read?
0: I struggle reading, so I don't read either well, but if I had to choose, now that I know how you like to roll, uh, I would choose newspapers.
1: Okay, name three people you would like to invite for dinner in a dream dinner table situation, dead or
0: alive. Randy the Macho Man Savage, my favorite wrestler, who I unfortunately never got to meet. Uh, And then the, you know, uh, it may be a cop-out answer, but it's my true answer. I unfortunately really didn't know either of my grandfathers and so I would, would love to have them there as well.
1: Okay, you made millions already. What still gives you the drive to go around, flip things, you <laughs> sailing for bucks profits?
0: Two things, one, I'm very passionate to bring value to my community and there are millions of people that follow me who use the excuse of having no money and by showing them that I can buy something for a dollar and sell it for 29 and do that a thousand times and you start building a base has been really rewarding. And two, I genuinely like it. I genuinely get an enormous thrill. For me, the thrill, the hunt, and the chase and the process have always been far more interesting to me than the money that comes along with it. And so making $12 on a stuffed animal genuinely brings me more joy than making a million dollars from a client with VaynerMedia. Okay, so
1: how do you manage being so real, so authentic and humble with all this fame and money?
0: I think I was parented extremely well, you know, I think I got lucky DNA, so I think I have that in me but i'm uh i I got parented well, and i've i' very I'm very blessed with good perspective i'm uh I'm generally flattered, you know, I appreciate even when you said before as we were sitting down, we all are right fans like feels nice like i don't I don't know how i, I don't it's a very interesting answer. It's a very difficult question to answer because the alternative is so foreign. The thought that my success and the level of attention I have now would somehow create a scenario where I thought I was better than somebody is just not something that I have in my mind. I think fame and money expose people's truth. I don't think it changes them. And luckily luckily for me, my truth is I like people. I'm a kind person. I have a lot of conviction and, and, and passion And bravado, but I, but I do have a lot of humility.
1: Okay, what message then do you keep reminding yourself every day to stay like
0: this? I really think a lot about the uh, health and well-being of my family, and and the fact that every morning that I wake up, that everybody's still alive and healthy. It gives me gratitude, and I become very grateful. And um, gratitude is an incredible. intoxicating feeling that leads to a lot of happiness and perspective. Okay,
1: um, three tips for entrepreneurs
0: Three tips, Um, number one, self-awareness. I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with understanding what they're good at and what they're bad at and uh, I'm very uh, passionate about that. Two, patience. It just takes a long time to build something meaningful. So many entrepreneurs raise capital too fast, Expect things too fast, which leads to depression and insecurity. I think patience is an incredible foundation. And then three, blind consumer-centric focus. It has to be about the customer. It can't be about the venture capitalist, your supplier, you know, you. It has to be about the customer. Self-awareness, patience, and being about the customer is a winning formula for entrepreneurs.
1: Are emotions important in
0: business? Emotions are important but making decisions based on your emotions getting the best of you is bad. So being passionate, being optimistic, being excited, having conviction, that's incredible. Being upset about something and then letting you lose control of your discipline and then firing back which leads to the demise of your brand is a bad idea
1: in fact. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, okay. thank you so much.
2: Gary? Yes sir? Welcome to Dubai. Thank I you. I should say welcome back to Dubai. Thank you. You're becoming a fan of the place. I sure am. <laughs> so we're here for the National Achievers Congress. What exactly is that and what, are you, what what's happening today?
0: You know, I, I think it's a conference that brings you know, speakers into regions. I don't think it's anything too crazy, I think, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited to be speaking in the region at this scale about consumer trends and opportunities and entrepreneurship, and so I'm excited.
2: A lot of people who come to this event today and who see you speak, uh, would you say they're of a certain mindset? Uh, are they entrepreneurs, and what do you, who do you think you're talking to when you, when you communicate on stage?
0: Yeah, I mean, at this event, you know, I have, a, I have several different groups I speak to, um, entrepreneurs, Uh, corporate marketing executives, uh, you know, financial investors and things of that nature. Uh, But yeah, I think this one's uh, an entrepreneur based audience. Um, I think their mindset runs the gamut. I think some of them are looking for a shortcut and an an adrenaline hit from me and I try to put pressure on them. I'm like look, you're gonna feel good for an hour now but that's not gonna solve anything so let's get into the mindset and the strategies and the tactics you need. Uh, Others are maybe finally over the hump and are doing and they're looking for that one insight. You know, I have such a long track record of being right about end consumer behavior. Mm -hmm. So if if you, right now, if you ride the wave of TikTok and LinkedIn, like I'm telling you, good things will happen. And I think I'm starting to build that reputation. So I think people are coming to hear if I've got a current observation. Yeah, I, I'm very bullish on TikTok and LinkedIn and the organic reach and, uh, because for a lot of people they can't spend their ad money, mm. uh, podcasting, content at scale, things like this. So um, yeah, there's always something. Um, it's really fun when there's a new platform like TikTok mm. because there's a real land grab. Uh, a lot of people benefit from it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about it.
2: And we all, we see, you mentioned creating content and. That sort of thing and we always see how you produce your content and the people you connect with at these events how important is that to you do you uh, do you follow up with these people do you invest in these people's companies and uh, are you aware of the impact that you can have in just a few minutes with individuals
0: yeah I mean there's a lot of follow-up we've hired people I've invested in things we've I love doing karma like, I, I don't see something I want to do, but I'm like, hey, you should meet Rick. And you know, so that's always a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, the third part of the question is borderline emotional. Like, I can't believe I was gifted with the ability to be such a good communicator, such an authentic communicator, that that I could talk to somebody for eight minutes and something good can happen for them. It's it's beyond humbling. It's, it's borderline difficult to even fathom.
2: Talking about Dubai in general, when Tony Robbins was here, he mentioned about the region having resources, but it's actually more about being resourceful. We're sitting here with a beautiful backdrop of Burj Al Arab. How much do you think the entrepreneurship mindset and the kind of spirit in a city like this is important uh, to, to progress? I
0: think it's important. I think entrepreneurship and innovation have always been important. I think taking it to another place I think it's important for the people that are meant to do it. My great concern right now is that entrepreneurship is cool.
2: Mm.
0: And when something's cool, everybody wants to do it. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, you have a lot of fake entrepreneurship and that fake entrepreneurship is gonna lead to a lot of failures and a lot of unhappiness. And so, even though I love it, and even though I benefit from it, I like to speak about, hey, just make sure that you are one. Like, you yeah. don't have to be one. The number six at Facebook did really well. Uh, you don't have to be the number one.
2: Okay, interesting. You grew up in, in, the, in the US. Yes. Uh, you know, the, the American dream, entrepreneurship is almost part of the, the psyche. and Not just entrepreneurship, but the, the hope and uh, there's many uh, people that they can follow. There's many heroes. Yes. This region doesn't have as many. There That's isn't right. as much hope there's a lot of people unemployed, a lot of young people who don't believe it's possible. What would you say to those people?
0: <sighs> I mean, you, I, I would say you find what you're looking for. You know, in life you find what you're looking for. If you've decided that the government only cares about the top 1%, that you know it's impossible here, that I've got no shot, well then that's 100% gonna happen. Mm. Um, my favorite thing to tell people a lot of times is, do you know anybody like you at all that has succeeded? Even people that have come from the ghettos with, with parents that are drug addicts and, and sexual abuse kids know somebody that's gone on to do something. And, and I, I put pressure on that. I say, look, if that person could, then at least we have to both agree and acknowledge that it is possible. Yeah. And once you create that, you don't need 100 superstar entrepreneurs. If there's a single entrepreneur from Dubai over the last five years that's built a meaningful business from scratch without all the advantages of like family money and things of that nature. If one exists, one has to then argue that it's possible.
2: I love it, okay amazing. Touching on that, you know, there's a lot of kind of press coverage for unicorns and big companies. You know, does this, this, this region, does the U.S. need that? What do you think is a, is a no, business I that's think, viable?
0: I think that's, you're starting to see that with the WeWork situation. Uh, I think that era is coming to an end. It's because there's so much money in the system. Um, we've we've g- glamorized these companies that are, don't have business fundamentals. Um, and uh, you know, it's why, if you, go, you know it's funny, I just put out a search engine, on GaryVanichoke.com slash search. Okay. You can search almost every word I've said on video. Okay, wow. Um, I guarantee. You made a new Google for I, yourself. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I guarantee, I actually have no idea but I can't wait to Google, or Google, I can't wait to look uh, how many times I've said unicorn. Mm. I guarantee it's very few, and it's only in answering questions like this. Mm. It's uh, it's not something that I've been excited to glamorize because I don't think, I think those are financial arbitrage machines, mm. not businesses.
2: So when we're looking at Dubai as a regional and a global business capital, the the parameters of success isn't unicorns, it's more, Businesses, sustainable jobs, growth, and things like that, that's what we should be looking at.
0: Dubai and every other part of the world. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing here? Mm. Like, we're, we're, we're glamorizing people that are good at raising capital.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: That does, that's not the game I wanna play. Yeah. You know, like, that might make one or two people some money, but that's not interesting to me.
2: I was lucky enough to spend some time in your offices this summer, and I was taken by the culture. Um, there's probably almost there was 900 people at the time, probably closer to a thousand now. Uh, is that is that what's important as a business? When you say building a meaningful, I'm trying <laughs> and to catch some flies. Good. Building a meaningful, meaningful long-term business. Is that what you mean? Is it about uh, the economy for and me, jobs? Yeah. For me,
0: I like people. I like building something that has legacy. Yeah. Like for me and for other people, they wanna raise so much capital that they take 50 to $500 billion off the table and whether the business succeeds in 10 years or not is irrelevant, they'll get theirs. And by the way, I don't like it, it's not my stees. but I'm not interested in judging other, as long as, not, you know, as long as it's not fraud, as long as it's not hurting, you know, um, but yeah, I think we, I, for me it is, I wanna build something sustainable. I'm in year 10 of VaynerMedia, mm. you know?
2: What is Vayner Media for people who, you know, there's many companies, what are they all and what's
0: their I function? See. So Vayner, Vayner X is what you're referring to as the holding company. Vayner Media is the kind of classic advertising agency for the big Fortune 500 companies. There's a company called the Sasha Group, which is built, named after my dad, built for small businesses because Vayner is $2 million in fee. These can be, you know, 150,000. There's Tracer. Uh, a data analytics platform that we used at Vayner that we're spinning out. That's a SaaS business. Uh, there's the Gallery Media Group. You know, three years ago I bought PureWow.com. I wanted to get into digital publishing. Mm. We launched one thirty seven p.m. So that's exciting. Vayner Productions, the production facility we use uh, to produce all of our our stuff. Um, so you know, it, it's a it's a holding company.
2: Yeah. Interesting. And where do you? There's a lot of trend in the U.S. at the moment, and spinning over globally. With OTT streaming platforms, Disney Plus. Yes. uh, Many of these Apple TV Plus. uh, Many of these platforms. How do you see all that? At what age are we in?
0: We're in the uh, second quarter of a four-quarter game Mm. of OTT taking over network and cable. Totally. Totally. Wow. Yeah. Once sports. Gives their rights to OTT, it will be over. That's why we're in the second quarter.
2: Mm. And OTT as in streaming. Are we yes. are we heading into kind of? Are we going to be watching sports on headsets? Is it most? Is it still on our phone? As it's streaming and is it sports that way?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's you know. Look, I think if you're if you have the option to watch sports on a huge TV or your phone, you're going to watch it on TV on a huge TV. If you're got to go run out and go to a wedding and the big game's on, it's nice to be able to stream it. It's more that the networks um, are able to create alternatives that we're interested in. Meaning, it's exciting to pay $6, $7 a month and have the entire Disney library. That's a good deal compared to what we used to pay for for content, so we're gonna buy up that. We're gonna be able to go to our a la carte bundles. We're gonna cancel our cable and be in the Netflix, Disney Plus, Peacock and sports this and you know, and I think the long tail of OTT is very long. I mean I've, I consider that, I, I debate that I'm gonna launch a Vayner OTT in five years.
2: I where, was just gonna ask what that means for VaynerMedia. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean I think I can launch my own OTT and put my content library on there and produce original content and buy up content. So I, I think OTT is second quarter. Mm. I think you're getting the big players right now. Mm. We're finding out the, who are the global players, the regional players. But I think over time, I, I think there's a viable business. If you think about it, why can't somebody who's got 13 great shows, part of their YouTube network, spin that out, make it an OTT, and, and charge 6.99 a month?
2: But would it be the same as cable, you know, TVs in the home isn't the same relationship of streaming OTT and the mobile because there's a lot more noise.
0: No, I think both will will be mobile. Mm. I mean, cable providers are letting you consume. I don't think the mobile home thing, I think cable forces you to buy a ton of shit you don't want.
2: Okay, interesting.
0: You're buying cable as a bundle. Yeah. We don't want that. I don't watch Lifetime or Bravo or Cinemax. Why am I paying for it?
2: Okay. When are we going to see VaynerMedia in Dubai? In the Middle East?
0: I would say we'll see VaynerMedia in the Middle East in the next, within the next 36 months for sure.
2: Okay, brilliant. On that note, Gary, we'll let you do your talk today and it's been a pleasure as always. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot.
0: Thanks guys for listening